Episode 76, Sunday, April 7th, 2013. Talk Show is on the air. Okay, it's a podcast. Oh, you know what I mean. Anyway, here's Tony and Josh. Well, this is Tony. And this is Josh. Welcome back, Josh. You know, uh, sadly, I suppose, this is going to be our first show with a repeat interview. Well, that's not a bad thing. No, it's a good interview, but uh, just so you guys know, we're going to be repeating our interview today, so it may have been one that you've heard. It's back from uh, September 2012, but we'll we'll get into that in a moment. My name's Tony. I'm with uh, XJTalk.com and uh, one of your hosts on the XJ Talk uh, show. Man, that, there's just too many XJ Talks in there. I always want to mess that up. Well, and I go by NW99XJ, throw some more X's in there, or Northwest <laughs> XJ. And uh, on our beloved uh, website, xjtalk.com. Yep, yep. And if you don't already know, xjtalk.com is the premier Jeep Cherokee website. Okay, it's a website we started. It's uh, we're, we're working towards premiere. Uh, well, I guess it premiered when it started. Yep, I think we've hit premiere status. <laughs> I'm with, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the way, that's the way sales goes. You know, you, you say it enough, people will believe it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Josh is not wearing an XJ Talk hat, uh, even though I've offered him one because he's not a hat guy. So don't hate him. No, nope, not until I uh, I lose my locks. Uh, the the hair is receding. I figure one of these days I'm going to end up having to cover up, covered up with a hat. So be proud, damn it! Don't screw those people that think hair is important. Yes, uh, I, I have mine too. Mine's receding, but I still have hair. I'm going to come a knocking when that day happens, Tony. And just let me know. I'll send you one. So what do we got tonight, Josh? Well, we've got a uh, chock-a-block full uh, episode here for you guys tonight. Uh, lots of good stuff. We've got uh, we've got some news. We've got some interviews. Uh, we have uh, a little bit of a game we're going to be playing later Ooh, on. Amazon, yeah. That's right, yeah. There'll be some good times there. And, uh, well, a little bit of back-and-forth banter uh, with you, Tony. Um, no, no bones to pick, but I definitely got a couple stories to tell. Um, I, I unfortunately had to postpone my, my, uh, the install of my one ton steering this weekend. It was, it was going to happen this weekend, but I was not able to hook up with a buddy that I know who has the, uh, the, the proper reamer, the inch and a half per foot or seven degree <laughs> reamer that I need to ream out my knuckles, uh, to, to fit those big, huge one ton tie rod ends into my Dana 30. Uh, so that's, it's been postponed until next weekend, which I will, <laughs> it's going to happen come hell or high water, I swear. But, uh, but that's going to go on. I had a, uh, an emergency um, uh, wheel bearing installation that I had to do for a buddy uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, I called me up and uh, a person who's was also a member on, on XJ Talk who's uh, participated in, our, in our, our Amazon game that we do. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good friend for a while and he called me up. He's like, hey, you know, do you know how to do a, a bearing install on the front? I was like, you know, yeah, I can, I can whip that out for you. And he's like, yeah, we don't really you know, know what we're doing. We've seen some YouTube videos looked online, but you know, this looks like it might be a little bit more than we want to do. And I was like, well, meet me over at the house. I'm heading that way now. You know, I can bust out for you here in about a half hour or so. So we get back to the house. They show up about a minute or so after I do. And, um, and he shows up with his cousin, uh, who's got a, uh, a very nice 2001 Cherokee 
Uh, it looks like it might. Well, no, it wasn't a limited. It was a, it was a classic. Uh, but it had um, it had all kinds of goodies in it, um, including a spare battery in the back, lots of armor on it, a very very nice winch bumper. I mean, it was all in all a very nice rig. I think it was sitting on about a four and a half inch rough country lift, uh, brand new slip yoke eliminator kit, and a fully rebuilt uh, transfer case in there. Uh, really sweet looking rig. Uh, some 33 1250 uh, BFG uh, KM2s on there. Uh, some nice custom wheels with some faux uh, beadlocks. Really a sweet looking rig, and uh, and I was glad to glad to be able to help him out and glad to work on it. We got it in there, uh, took off the tire, uh, started working on on getting that that unit hub out, and lo and behold, man, that that rotor was absolutely seized to that to that that unit bearing. Uh, I ended up having to pull the whole thing out, and um, and we took turns hitting on that thing with a sledgehammer just to get it to separate, get that hub to separate from uh, from the rotor. It was the biggest pain in my butt that I have ever encountered. And I've done several of these uh, these unit bearing swaps. I've even had mine in and out, out a few times. But boy, howdy, I have never encountered something quite like this. So was it heat related or it just um, the interaction between uh, salt and uh, stuff made it made it do that? That's a good question because uh, I mean, looking underneath the rig, there wasn't a lot of rust. Um, so this thing didn't come from a salt belt. We don't salt the roads out here in the, uh, in, in, in the Portland metro area. Uh, I don't think this came, th- this thing came from the, from the East coast or anywhere in the Midwest where, you know, the states that may salt their, salt their roads. So, and I don't, I don't know if it was heat related. He, on our test drive afterwards, I went with him on a test drive and, um, and the, uh, the wobble had gone away. This, the, his bearing had gotten so bad. The tire was wobbling. And uh, it kind of reminded me of that one video that you posted when yours went uh, kaputs. Well, um, what I'm thinking is is that um, he had mentioned that it's not pulling to that one side anymore. It was the it was the passenger side front, and he mentioned it was it was pulling slightly to that side, which it's not anymore. And I uh, and I said, okay, well, you know, that's good. Well, if it, it, that means there was some drag on that front tire, and it was wanting to so it was wanting to pull to that side. So I'm thinking that there. There's drag, there's resistance, there's going to be heat. It might have been heat related, but honestly, there was there was a little bit of rust on that uh, on that um, on that rotor, and the and the unit bearing itself. I mean, it, you're going to see some oxidization and, and some rust on on any component of a Cherokee after a certain amount of time, regardless of where you live. So, I think that it had something to do with it, but whether or not it was solely heat related, I don't know. But it, we had to beat the living heck out of that thing just to get it apart. How was the uh, the condition of the overall on the Cherokee? Was it um, marginal it was or no? It was actually it was a uh, it was fairly well taken care of. Uh, it wasn't beat on. Uh, the Cherokee wasn't wasn't really beat up at all. Uh, the drivetrain looked very solid. Um, there wasn't really any big you know undercarriage dents. Nothing was. I didn't see anything bent. Uh, it, the control arm tabs were still perfectly straight. Uh, you know that where that where they mount on the axle, those were perfectly straight still. Um, this thing didn't really look like it had seen any, any big rock play or anything like that. I don't think that it was, it was abused. The guy said that the, the guy who he had bought it from said he had built it up as an expedition vehicle. So, uh, it was, it was geared up. I mean, he had a, he had an inverter in it, um, one decent, uh, roof rack on there. So I'm getting, you know, he had a spare tire up there and stuff like that. It looked like some provisions for, um, for a couple gas cans and, and maybe, uh, maybe some sort of a storage, uh, storage case of some kind or another. Um, it, it, this thing was definitely hooked up. I could tell that, that it was outfitted or is on its way to being outfitted as one heck of an expedition vehicle. And it had a fair amount of armor on it too. So, you know, I mean, he was, and it was done right. 
uh, and it just, it just wasn't hacked together. So, um, you know, I give I give the previous owner of the Jeep some kudos. Uh, he definitely knew what he was doing, and and this guy got one heck of a deal on on a really solid Cherokee. Okay, I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought somebody else had showed up with uh, with uh, with another Cherokee. Oh no, that's what it was. Okay. Um, so it was it was a, a shout out to ninety two War Wagon. Um, he brought his cousin over, which lo and behold, I, I didn't know that he had uh, had a Cherokee. So um, I was expecting that it was it was War Wagon's Cherokee, but it wasn't. It was his cousin's, and it was um, and I had even though I had seen, and his cousin apparently lives around here because I remember seeing the vehicle in traffic occasionally. We'll you know pass on the road and be like, oh hey, there's a Cherokee. You know, hey, that's it's a pretty nice rig there. You know, and I'll give the Cherokee wave, but uh, you know he and I have never officially met. So when they came around the corner and pulled in the driveway, I was like, I know this vehicle, you know, just in seeing it in passing. But, right. uh, but other than that, no, I'd, I'd never, I'd never laid eyes on it before. So he had no idea how many miles, uh, he had on that unit bearing. Did y'all check the other one? Um, he's going to do both. Um, I, when they, when they showed up, um, cause I asked him, I was like, you know, you got the bearing. Yeah, we got the bearing. Okay. You know, good. You know, as long as you got the parts, then I've got everything else. I'll get you, ta- I'll get you taken care of. And, um, they showed up and, uh, and they were like, oh, is this the bearing? And he had it in a closed hand. And I instantly knew that. No, oh, that's no. I, they went to some, some part store, the kid behind the counter. And they said, kid, I apparently was some young kid, uh, was new. He even had to go back and ask people a couple of questions during the whole process. Apparently, uh, did not, um, provide them with their proper wheel bearing. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what that bearing was. It wasn't for the carrier. It wasn't for the axle, certainly. Honestly, I don't know what it was because the thing was only about the size of a silver dollar. And it was, I mean, a trailer wheel bearing is bigger than that thing was. I honestly have no idea what the heck that was supposed to be for. So um, they didn't have one. Luckily, I, you know, I, I swapped out my unit bearings, um, oh, you know, what, about a year ago or so. Um, I had one good one still left in there. Plus, when I recently went to um, the junkyard and got a donor Dana 30, Dana 30 shaft recently, um, the, it came with a unit bearing. So I, you know, I just pulled the whole, the whole assembly. And, um, and so I had that one with me. So I, I essentially had two moderately decent unit bearings that I just donated in one. I was like, okay, here, let's get you on the road. Let's get you taken care of. You know, this, this at least last you another, you know, a few thousand miles at most. He's like, I'm not even going to, you know, it's not even going to be in there that long. He's going to go to the parts store and I think next week and, uh, he's going to get two new ones. He's going to put two new rotors on there, basically do a, do a bunch of rebuild on that, on that Dana 30 and get that out of the way. Well, it was interesting, uh, interesting Sunday for you then. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I mean, I was glad to, glad to be able to help. And, and I've, like I said, I've, I've done that sort of thing before and, and had everything gone smoothly, uh, you know, I would have had them in and out in about a half hour or so, but we had to, we had to beat on that, on that dang, uh, that dang rotor and unit hub to get them apart for so long and they'll end up being about a two hour process. Well, I understand that everybody can, you know, go out and spend, you know, 35, 70 bucks on, on rotors, but I might be inclined to have uh, replaced that rotor. Yeah. The rotor's going to be, going to be replaced. Um, it, it got them back on the road. Uh, we, we didn't beat on the rotors actual braking surface. It was on the edge. It was on the face where the wheel goes. Um, you know, if we did end up beating on the face, something went in between it like a block of wood, or something like that. So we, you know, I took precautions as to not mar the important surfaces and, um, and it being cast, you know, I knew that wasn't, it wasn't going to bend or anything, you know, it was going to, it was going to shatter or crack if it was going to do anything. So I, um, you know, I, I, I did some precautions. We did the, you know, what we had to do to get things apart. But, uh, 
uh, you know, the, the I think the unit bearing, the the one that came out, took the, the brunt of the force. Well, good. Probably deserved it, little bastard. Anyway, uh, so uh, on uh, on my Jeep, actually one of my Jeeps, uh, wasn't the 98. I worked on the, the 99 this weekend. I uh, had bought a, a set of hoses, AC hoses. Uh, actually, I'd originally bought these uh, hoses a while back and uh, wound up using them on the 98. Um, they didn't, uh, Rock Auto did not have a set of uh, AC hoses for the listed for the 98. And, oh, I'll be done. Yeah, and um, so to me, that meant they didn't carry them. And uh, a little, uh, I looked at them, uh, you know, compared them to what was on the 98. Uh, after receiving them, uh, I ordered it for the 99. The 99 needed to be replaced. The 98 needed to be replaced. <clears throat> so anyway, I kind of compared them. And they, they looked all the same to me. And I checked with uh, Matt uh, M. Uh, Smorenberg on uh, the site. And he checked with a friend that works at a Jeep dealership. And they did not show a separate port, part number for a 98. So we came to the conclusion that those hoses would probably work. So we put those on mine uh, recently and uh, charged the uh, the AC system. So uh, that put me back that put me back to square one on getting the hoses uh, for the 99. So I'm sorry, Tony. Let me interrupt for a second. Did you um did you evacuate the system first? I mean, did you pull a vacuum and and monitor to see if the if the AC system was able to hold a vacuum before you charged it? Um, as far as I know, that's the only way you can charge an AC system. You can't just pull the parts off, put them back together and put, uh, our 134A in it. it oh, you're not going to get, yeah, you're not going to get very much in there. That's for sure. Yeah. It won't work properly. Um, I mean, as far as I know, I've only ever known that you have to put the vacuum on it and pull it down to the 29 PSI and et cetera, yep. et cetera for 45 minutes. So anyway, um, so I grabbed the, um, Grabbed the hoses uh, the, that I'd recently received uh, from Rock Auto. Uh, started uh, pulling the uh, hoses off of the 99 and uh, was putting, and actually the thing came off pretty good. Uh, this, the AC hoses go uh, on, the, on the Cherokee, go between the dryer and uh, one of the condenser connections. So the, the dryer is very easy to get off because it's a, a bolt-on. And uh, the, the condenser side is one of those uh, press fit connections, which, you know, I just, I don't understand that. I, I, I mean, I do understand factory. It's, it's easier to slide those things together and they, and they, they click and they snap and, and et cetera. It's fast. But as far as future leaks and taking them apart in the future and getting a good connection back, I just don't like it. Um, especially for a, comp- uh, a pressurized system. Anyway, I was able to get the little, uh, little doodad tool on there to get it to unlock and it came off pretty easy. Now, <laughs> when I took it apart, it was different than when I took it apart for the 98 because instead of this huge rushing noise coming out of the system because I had just broken it open, I heard mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. It was very, it was opening, like opening a flat Coke. <laughs> there was no fizz. <laughs> you know, it's not going to taste very good. So uh, I figured, well, this, this system did have a hell of a leak if it was uh, so much so that it was not able to hold any amount of pressure, noticeable pressure. So pulled that hose off, got the other hose, started putting it, putting it in. I noticed the hoses were a little shorter, which, uh, which is kind of good. As long as it fits, uh, you have to kind of loop the, uh, the hose. Uh, one of the hoses, the one that goes to the, um, I believe it's the one that goes to the evaporator that you kind of have to make a loop there in the engine bay. And I noticed I didn't have to do that. And then I started noticing that the, the metal part, the aluminum tube part that where it goes to the evaporator, 
didn't look like it was actually going to fit because the tube itself was in the way of the evaporator. And all the fittings looked like they were correct. They, it was just basically the, the metal tube on the evaporator side was, was bent in such a way that it just would not, you could not mate it up to the surface of the evaporator, <clears throat> bolt it down, and have it not being, uh, uh, well, the, the angle of the tube would just keep you from being able to get it uh, flat and straight on the evaporator. So I pulled it, pulled that off, knowing that I had got the wrong uh, part from Rock Auto, which they've—I uh, didn't even check it before starting on the the job, which you know is one of the things you should do. It looked right. I didn't check the part number, but it was the wrong part. So I grabbed the uh, the hoses that I had taken off of the '98, I guess last weekend, weekend prior, and uh, put those on there and charged it. Pulled the vacuum. You know, waited the 15 minutes to see if the vacuum dropped. It didn't, and uh, you know, charged it up. So uh, the AC's working. We'll just see how long. And uh, went in and found out. Actually, I was chatting with Matt uh, online, and uh, he said that uh, oh, maybe you got the hoses for the uh, smaller evaporator. Apparently, there's a, a different size evap that is part of the Cherokee AC system. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, Rock Auto lists these hoses as, uh, you know, AC hoses for a 99 Jeep Cherokee. Um, and when I when I went and looked, they actually have two sets. They have one set that's like 60 bucks, and they have a set that's like 120 So, cheap bastard that I am, I ordered the one for 60 and didn't even think about it. I figured that was the only, you know, how many sets of AC hoses are you going to have? So anyway, now I have a have this set wherever they are uh, sitting over on the side that apparently uh, I did order correctly, but just didn't um, fully understand the ramifications of these hoses as a pair, a pair, uh, as opposed to the other ones. I uh, went back and looked at my past order uh, for the AC hoses uh, that I that I have on the '98 now, and uh, saw that it was uh, you know this one on their their list for the '99 and. And ordered those so i'll have two sets of ac hoses and uh i don't know what i'll do with the other set but well you might as well put them on ebay or something yeah i guess i could uh i gotta to be honest with you though i gotta make sure i understand what the what they're supposed to be fitting um i don't know i need to do more research to find out why they didn't fit mine but anyway so it's on there the ac's working and uh, i got another set of hoses coming uh, if, uh, if for some reason, uh, it, it holds the, the charge better. I did find a missing, um, what do you call those? It's a, it's kind of a O-ring washer type thing, but it's a metal, uh, rubber, uh, mix. It's actually it goes on the compressor. There's a, you know, those that hose has two lines that go into the compressor, that little like T looking thing or pie so symbol, I guess. It's like a compression washer of some kind. Compression washer sounds good. Yeah. I did not see that. It could have dropped off when I took the other one off, but I don't think so. I think it was just missing. I think it maybe fell off when we were putting it on uh, over at Matt's shop, and maybe that's why it was losing uh, losing pressure. So I didn't want to just leave it to chance and uh, you know have them uh, be hot uh, for days and days and days while I'm waiting for the part to get in. So I just ordered another set of hoses, and we'll change it. Everything in there uh, in the, on the 99's AC system has been changed, except for the hoses. So... Well, it's got the same condenser, so, but condensers generally, yeah, you know, unless you get a rock hit on it. So, are you commuting with the Jeep yet? Are you you have been commuting with the Jeep, haven't you? My '98, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you just uh, not ready to take it off road yet, right? 
Um, well, the problem is getting to the place to take it off road, which is an hour away. And what's the, what's the longest amount of time you've, you've put on the, uh, on the 98 since, you know, you've gone through the oil pan and, and, uh, and you know, this, uh, the heater core swap and everything else. And, and now with the AC system recharged, uh, you know, how long, how many miles have you, you know, at once driven on it? Well, it's about 20 miles back and forth to work, but that 20 miles takes anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. So, you know, a, a week, you know, 20 times five, a hundred or 200 uh, miles. But you haven't spent like an hour in traffic or anything yet, have you? Uh, well, not, well, I mean, every day. Oh, well, you know, I mean, if you, you know, 20 minute drive, uh, you know, in, in stopping or a 20 mile drive and stop and go, and you know, it's about an hour, uh, you know, an hour road time. I figure, you know, if uh, an hour to get to your off-road park, your local off-road park, you know, it's probably equates out to about the same. Well, what doesn't equate out to be the same is the, the heat creep problem that I've had at highway speeds. So uh -huh. driving at it at 70 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour for an hour is different than uh, driving a bit, stopping, it cools down, driving a bit, stopping, it cools down. So it's a different type of driving. And there's the oil leak, so... Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I keep forgetting about that oil leak. Now you've uh, you've talked about going uh, with a a whole new pan. Is that right for that for that to try and stop that oil leak? Well, new to the Jeep, uh, an old uh, an old pan, uh, because uh, Matt was thinking that perhaps this one was just not stamped properly. Because what I have on there is a a brand new oil pan. So yeah, is, does he have a donor that he's going to try on that, or are you going to the junkyard and see if you can't find a donor? No, when he came by uh, two weekends ago, he brought me two oil pans. Oh, just got to clean them up and uh, try them. But I'm, I'm trying to do a little research prior to, to doing this. There's no sense and in, in keep throwing uh $20 fell pro gaskets on something. And you know, you do the same thing, uh, three times or two, two, two times. And you have the same result. What makes you think the third time is going to be different? Yeah, true. I mean, I can try the, the other pan, but I don't see any differences in the pan. I got the gasket. I put the gasket on the pan to see how it fits. And it doesn't look like it fits any different to me. You know, maybe one thing, uh, if you got a good, a good solid straight edge, you know, maybe like a, like a long metal ruler or something like that, you can lay it along the pan. Uh, and I can't remember if that pan has a lip that curves upwards or not, but uh, on the mating surface and see if, uh, if there's any, you know, dips, if you can slide a, you know, a feeler gauge underneath some areas where, you know, the pan may have some deformities, uh, well, it might keep heads up. Well, that, that would, that would probably be, would probably make sense if it was leaking someplace other than the rear main seal. Cause well, that, cause that's not, that doesn't matter if it's flat cause it's a U shape. But it's the, uh, it's the oil pan gasket at that one spot though, right? The it's not the actual rear main seal that's leaking for you. Well, that's in doubt too. Oh, I mean, uh, Matt says, uh, you might want to go ahead and change that out, but, uh, he's never seen a leak from a. A, a rear main seal that didn't leak while it was running. Yeah. Mine yeah. has a tendency to, to do all the dripping. It does drip, but it, it, the, the drip is about once every five seconds and it, it collects, I don't know. It, it, it seems to be more so after the Jeep is uh, sitting still like when the oil is draining down and also too, I, I don't think it is, but I do need to check the, the back of the valve cover. I've read enough of those things where people say they thought it was the, the rear main seal, and it was actually the, the rear uh, valve cover that was leaking, running down the back of the engine. 
XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. How would you like to be a guest on the XJ Talk Show? Do you have an interesting story about your Jeep? Maybe an off-road adventure? Perhaps you're a vendor and want to get the word out about your great products. Send us an email to interviews at xjtalk.com or call and leave a voice or text message at 530-675-4102. We look forward to hearing from you. Do you have a question or comment that you'd like to hear on the show? Just call 530-675-4102 any time of the day or night and leave it on our voicemail. First Week in G. Well, hey, Tony, we got some, uh, we got some Jeep news for the folks uh, this evening. Well, lots of exciting stuff going on in the world of Jeep uh, this, this week. Falcon Tires, and not a not a huge name in the off-road world, but Falcon Tires has stepped up to the plate and is going to be, uh, well, they have announced that they are going to be giving away a $65,000 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, the sweepstakes have just started and will be going until November. And this thing is is one heck of a Jeep. I mean, this is uh, this thing is fully equipped. It's very loaded. Um, sitting on a six-inch long-arm lift kit, uh, 37, 13, 50, 18 um, Falcon all-terrain tires, uh, a whole bunch of ARB uh, goodies, uh, bumpers, front to rear, um, lights, uh, you name it. Uh, this thing's got it. Uh, it's, it's got a winch, fully equipped with virtually everything that Daystar makes for a Wrangler. Uh, it's got a super chip programmer, bushwhacker flares, and armor. I mean, this thing's just hooked up, and it looks really cool, too. Uh, we're going to go ahead in the show notes. We'll post up a link so you guys can check this out. Uh, if you'd like to enter the sweepstakes on how to win this $65,000 Jeep, uh, you can go to falcontire.com, that's F-A-L-K-E-N tire.com, or visit them on Facebook, facebook.com slash falcontire. CNN is talking about the beloved 2014 Cherokee, which we all love to hate, uh, and talking about its projected sales and how much is riding on the new Cherokee. Uh, CNN is saying that uh, with with all the buzz that um, that is around the Cherokee and how much there is of a love hate and and uh, it's very very split down the middle as far as you know if you like it or you love it 